0: This is The Catch-Up with Nick and Hayder Hello,
1: oh, catcher Operas. Welcome to today's Catch-Up. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Don't yawn at the start of year. It's yawn. supposed to be high energy. I saw you yawn. No one else saw me yawn. Also, people will be able to hear you because you yawned while saying Pilot hello. Play the tape back. Today on the show, Nick, is a big one. We chatted to a man named James Mundy-Morland. He was the organiser, uh, one of the organizers, of the Black Lives Matter protest in central Queensland. Yeah. I think a lot of people have the wrong idea about what it's all about. Yeah, so what we, they're trying to achieve. I've seen a lot of people post on Facebook, usually older people, being like, oh, it's an anti-white protest, which is not the case at all. <sighs> uh, so we chat to chat to James, see in his own words what it's all about.
2: It's interesting that people think that. I've got, I got two points I'd like to make here. One okay. is on that is people thinking it's anti-white. There are mm. white people marching. There's a lot of white people marching. Yeah, I reckon maybe like, half the crowd was probably white, yeah. maybe more. Like, do you think those people don't like being... Like, what? No. Pull your head in.
1: It's not about like a... Yeah, it's not about that at all. A second thing, this is
2: sort of related in terms of police uh, violence or Mm -hmm. police brutality and stuff. Yep. Uh, I saw this. Someone posted it to Rockhampton Open to Discussion over the
1: weekend. What a a wretched group that is, by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's apparently, it's an article from, I can't remember what website. Apparently there are calls to cancel Paw Patrol. Because oh, the main yeah. character is a police officer dog.
1: That's one of those things that started off as a joke on Twitter, and
2: now it's gone out, gone out of control. And it's- there's like three
1: people on Twitter who took it serious and were like, "We really need to cancel this show." But for the most part, it was joke, a joke. But mm-hmm. then articles like the Daily Mail, or sorry, people like the Daily Mail, they get those serious tweets where there's only like four of them, and then says like the left want to cancel Paw Patrol, oh. and then all the like. You know, older people go like, this is an outrage. These young people are stupid. There were comments on the article from people in Rocky and like
2: uh, the sort of CQ in general. Mm. They were like, I was on board with the movement until now, but this is just ridiculous. Not Paw Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) I draw draw a line in the sand and it's at Paw Patrol. Nobody touches Chase. He's on the case. Yeah, Chase
1: is on the case. Oh, well. Either way, <laughs> it's not getting cancelled. And, and don't allow you to get yourself to be tricked by that sort of shit. Sure, if you fall for that, yeah, you're the problem. If, if you get outraged by an article, it's by design. <laughs> Just remember that next time you get angry at something.
2: Uh, also on today's show, hello, no, Gar, feeling it out. Yes. Got 99% complete.
1: So you failed, is what you're saying? Uh,
2: no. You failed. Today you didn't win. B.
1: plus. But, mate, there's only pass or fail. There's not a graded segment. You disagree. pass
2: or you fail? I graded it myself. Irrelevant. When you do a year twelve exam, it gets marked by several people.
1: You marked it as a fail, I marked it as a pass. But you're not one of the adjudicators. You're the person taking the test. I'm that's you. like saying that's like do, finishing your year twelve essay, writing marking. Writing A plus on the top and submitting it and going and then when you get an F, you go, Well, let's average it out and get a C. It doesn't work I, like that. That's how I got a ninety
2: nine point two five enter score. Mm, I don't believe that. Also not true. You, should. you
1: scribbled over it what on the What was your enter score, do you remember? <laughs> uh, it was forty four. Was it really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, what was yours? 80-something, nerd? No, like 70, low 70s. Yeah, nerd. Really? How'd nerd. you get
2: so low? Because
1: I was bad at school. I also did a lot of- So fol- was I. Uh, How well, did you obviously get... you weren't, because you got 70-something. Yeah, right. You're a poser. You think you're bad at school. I was yeah. really bad at school. Just smart and good, aren't I? Uh, I, I did bad? a lot of um folio subjects. So I did a lot of art stuff that was very subjective. Oh, yeah, that's true. I had uh, that shit, so yeah. I did a lot of that. Uh, and also was bad at English.
2: 44 is an unfortunate score. Oh that like, right. Cool. that was pretty good. No, uh, solid
1: 44. And look, we're in the same job. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. But do we
2: perform the same? Well, you know, right. I actually I have
1: more responsibility because I press the buttons. Yeah. So you're right. I'm actually slightly higher up than you.
2: It's sort of how I like to think of it mm-hmm. is you're a truck driver and I'm a doctor. Yeah, right. We both perform, <laughs> we don't perform in the same industry. Yeah. I perform on the, the... Yeah, see,
1: the thing is, the problem with that is that now your microphone's off and now you can't do anything about it. So who's the doctor now? No one can hear you, mate. Your mic's off. You can keep talking if you want. No one can hear No one can hear a single thing you're saying. Hey, also in the catch up, we've got uh, dogs, maybe to help uh, fight coronavirus. It's exciting. Well, that's coming up in the catch up.
2: Put me out. Yeah, there you go. You make the tools that the doctor uses. Couldn't do it without you. But do you know how to open a brain? <laughs> <laughs> Does a doctor know how to open a brain?
1: Most don't. Anyway, here's the podcast.
2: Get up
0: with Nick and Hato on
1: hit. Uh, dogs. May have the answer to beating coronavirus. Sure. It's fun to imagine dogs wearing little lab coats, <laughs> walking around the lab. Oh, we've got the vaccine. Yeah. Oof, uh, such good boys. Almost as good. Almost better as good. Better than dog scientists. No, I said almost as good. Nothing's okay. better than dog scientists, Nick, Sorry. obviously. But it's almost as good. Because actually, you know what? Maybe this counts as dogs being scientists. Do they have degrees? No. But I'll tell you what they're doing and see if you think they're dog scientists, right? Yeah. So essentially in France, they are now they got uh the breed of dog I've never heard of it before. It was called a, a Belgian Millenioi or something, but they're basically German shepherds, okay. uh, and they're very clever little dogs. Well, not little; they're pretty big, uh, and they've been trained to sniff out coronavirus. Really? Yeah.
2: Does coronavirus have a distinct smell? I guess so. <laughs>
1: Apparently, well, it smell like Big Macs. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe K- kibble. it.
2: Kibble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the unmistakable smell. Of like uh, furry treats. Yeah, I'm not not 100 sure, but what they've got, they've got these uh, German Shepherd-esque kind of dogs. Yeah. They've got they've sort of reused some of the dogs. They're, they're ex-explosive <laughs> detection dogs. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, they're pretty good. Some, they get a second life at. They've got some search and rescue dogs in the mix, huh. and uh, some colon cancer detection dogs. Cause you know dogs can sniff cancer out. Yeah, yeah. So they've got, they've got some of them uh, hanging out, and the idea is that they, I guess, they line up and they get your armpit sweat. This is the you, you human beings. <laughs> oh, this <they laughs> is people that get young The people, yep, yeah. And they, I don't know, get some kind of squeegee or something, and they <laughs> get your armpits sweat, and they, uh, I suppose, put on, probably on like a pad, I guess, right? And they put the pad in front of the, the dog, and if the dog sits, you've got coronavirus, and if it doesn't sit, you're all right. Huh. How accurate do you reckon this is? <laughs> if you had to have a guess at how accurate... Dogs sniffing at coronavirus is, what would you say? Do you have a hit rate?
2: Like, I do. Do, do. you've got an actual... Okay, yeah. I would guess is accurate one in ten.
1: One in ten? One, <laughs> one in ten, they get it correct. Right, okay.
2: Yeah, I don't think... Just, that doesn't sound overly scientific. Mm. Some of the is dogs... Is it better than one in ten? Some of the
1: dogs have a 95% success rate. Really? <laughs> so oh. not all the dogs, but a couple of the dogs hitting it 95% of the time correct. That's better than the swab. <laughs> yeah right. Ninety five. That still, that still is a. There is room for error there. Though. There's always room. There's no test about for anything ever that's a hundred percent accurate. Like the swab isn't that actually that accurate. Can
2: we get more accurate than dog? So
1: apparently not. I think this might be our best He's... bet. I think this is like. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe a blood test would be easier. But I don't be. know. I don't know anything about sides. The but nose test was pretty good. I don't know how. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's. You can get a lot. Of, a lot of false positives and false negatives from that guy.
2: I bet. You know how the rocky nurse spread. <laughs> No, so everyone was concerned that she would spread it. Yeah, but she didn't. But she didn't. Yeah. I bet ya this is what she why she thought she was fine. Because <laughs> her
1: dog didn't uh, sit down in dog front of her. <laughs> had
2: a whiff of her armpit and said it was okay.
1: Instagram, Instagram's telling me everything. Nick and Hado are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. Very excited to chat to this man, James Mundy-Morland. He's one of the uh, organisers of the Black Lives Matter march in Rockhampton over the weekend, part of one of the, the biggest civil rights movements in history. Uh, good morning, James.
0: Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Now, uh, for people that don't know, what, what was the Black Lives Matter movement about in Rocky? Because I know it's, it's different to what's happening in America. And what was it really about?
0: Yeah, so here in Australia, the Black Lives Movement um, is specifically focusing on raising an awareness um, and, I guess, bringing to the forefront the issues that we have here in Australia, particularly yeah. um, the Black Death in custody. Mm.
1: Um,
0: so that was kind of the main theme and the, the main message that we were um, were speaking about over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was there and it was... Uh, I, I sort of thought I knew a bit about it, but then I, the speeches at the end, it was very informative of just how bad this problem actually is. Yeah. Um, what can people sort of... Do to help out with this? Because the, the
2: awareness is really good and all, and I imagine that's appreciated. But what are some yeah steps that we can take to actually helping the end goal of making this not an issue anymore?
0: Yeah, I think one of the easy things is just calling out racism when we see it. Yeah. Um, I think I think we can become a lot more complacent, I guess, um, when there's only a handful of people that are calling out things such as racism. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's something that everyone in the, in our community can do, but. I guess one of the big end goals that um, we would like to see is um, the, that police aren't investigating themselves when there is a um, black mm. death in custody. Um, not one um, conviction or anything has been recorded with any of those um, black deaths in custody since wow. 1991. Wow. Um, so that's one of the big things that um, I guess as a nation we could push for is that, um, that the police stop investigating police um, and that, you know, there is accountability for these, for, the, for these human beings, for these people that have lost their lives in custody.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, now, with, with the march, I mean, how did it go? I mean, were, was the community pretty receptive about it?
0: Yeah, well, um, the traditional owners were approached by several community members to um, have the march go ahead. Um, so the drumble People Aboriginal Corporation, um, alongside some event organisers, um, came together to actually host the, the march and, mm-hmm. and the protest. Um, so it was actually the community's um, push, I guess, to actually have this much, and that's how it all came about. Great.
2: I suppose cool. it's good to see. And our, one of the big criticisms I saw of it on Facebook and on socials and stuff was that people were worried that, yeah, we're in a pandemic, but obviously that was uh, you know small fry compared to the bigger issue. How was it received in terms of uh, marching and protesting during um, the current climate?
0: Yeah, look, I think um, in... In all sort of walks of life, there's always going to be people that, you know, don't agree with what's happening. And absolutely, yeah. um, we put as um, many things in place as we could to ensure the safety of our the, the, our protesters and the ones that came along to stand in solidarity. Mm. But also for the wider community, um, you know, we tried, we did our best to practice social distancing, um, you know, regularly reminded and encouraged community members to wear their face masks and hand out sanitizers. Yeah. And we actually had... You know, local businesses even donate money so we could actually purchase hand sanitizers to hand out to the community. So, um, yeah, that was one of the great things as well, that local businesses also supported the the march and the protest by um, in way of actually giving um, financial funds to actually make sure community members are safe with the pandemic that's out.
1: That's great. And we should say the police were there as well.
0: Yeah, well, QPS, we've been working with them um, this week, which was uh, last week, which was fantastic. Um, but their main role was just purely to make sure that our community members were safe and that the roads were closed. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, they were um, fantastic to deal with, um, the Rockhampton Police, all all of last week, and and they were also very impressed with how the um, peaceful protest went.
1: Uh, Now, James, so the protest, obviously a big success. What's next for the movement up here?
0: Yeah, look, we're going to be having a debrief... um, meeting this week um, with some of the main players um, to see what needs to happen next. Mm-hmm. There seems to be obviously just seeing how well received it was on the weekend that people are wanting to listen and to learn yeah, um, and to see what they can do more. So um, I think maybe one of the things would be to um, look at hosting further, maybe sessions where um, people can come along and listen to um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's views and stories. Um, but one of the other things as well is that we could look at possibly trying to, um, you know, I guess, raise awareness and educate our community around how to vote and get to the polls because that's you know, that's also another thing that where we could kind of make a difference, yeah, is by getting to the poll and, and actually having people elected that are actually going to make the changes that we need to see.
2: That's how we're going to see that everlasting change. James, James, thank you so much for joining us this morning, really appreciate your time, mate. Yeah, thanks, guys. Get up
0: with Nick and Hato on CQ's Hit.
2: It has been a hell of a year so far. Oh, yeah, to say the least. Uh, we're not even halfway in, just shy of the halfway point. <laughs> it's so annoying we're halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, not even halfway through. No. Mm. Um Imagine if you were living under a rock so much so that you had no idea what was going on. I yeah. don't
1: think I don't think it's possible. Even if you had no phone before, even if you have no phone, no TV, nothing, I still think you'd still hear about everything. You would think so. You'd mm. think
2: that uh you know, the world would find a way to let you know how much it's just trying to destroy itself at the moment. Yeah. Uh, A bloke over in America, his name's Daniel Thornson. He has spent the last two and a half months cutting himself off from society in a remote cabin in the northwest of the country as part of like a Buddhist retreat. Spent 75 days without any technology, without his phone, without TV, without radio, the newspaper. And he's just come out of, uh, he's come out of that 75 days. He's, you know, uh, let himself back into the web with a tweet. He goes, I'm back from 75 days in silence. Did I miss anything? Mm. Yes. <laughs> a fair bit. Actually. Daniel, you've missed arguably the biggest year. Definitely in our lives, had well, 75 days. That's only
1: what? Like two, two or three months?
2: Yeah. He went in, uh, in late February. With that being said, things have changed a bit since February. Mm. Uh, coronavirus has really... Um,
1: up to the ante, especially in the US,
2: for sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you come out of isolation uh, in America, mm. and they've they're well over a hundred thousand deaths at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think they've got nearly over two million
2: cases in America. I'd like to put into perspective some things that have happened since then. Okay, th- these are some things that like in the last seventy-five days, last twenty-five days. These yeah. are things that people here might not even be aware of. Okay, but yes, we've uh, obviously there's the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. the biggest. Uh, Civil rights movement in history now. Yeah, 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 which huge. is amazing. That's the last seventy-five days. Mm. Uh, obviously, coronavirus getting really bad. Yeah, it was hanging around for a while, but it's only got really ramped up. We've really ridden the roller coaster of coronavirus mm. uh, in parts of Southeast Asia and other parts of uh, well, Asia in general. There's been locust swarms. Is there? Several airliners have crashed. What? <laughs> We've seen awful stuff happening to housing markets across the world. Mm. The economy in many places has just absolutely. Uh, Collapsed. Wow. Um, you know, we, it's hard to buy toilet paper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. It, it was, was. like it was hard to buy toilet paper for like two weeks, and everyone yeah. was like, oh, there's actually no need to buy any toilet paper. It's ridiculous. And everyone, it, it, it fixed itself. You well, know?
2: It's, interestingly enough, he comes out of isolation, the 75 days of not hearing anything, not knowing what's been going on with the world. And Daniel has said that really the biggest impact that it has on his life currently. I mean, his, his life would be turned upside down. Well, you'd think so, but he seems to... He seems to think that the biggest problem now is just people being a bit weird at the supermarket.
1: <laughs> what? what do like you mean? he works,
2: he walks into whatever his version of Woolies is. Yeah. And in America, similar to here, mm. at its peak, everyone's just a bit on guard. You know, that's he,
1: that's what he's taking away from He's this. like, hmm. that's his biggest complaint: is people are weird at the supermarket.
2: Now. As he puts it, he he goes in and he goes, people at the grocery store seem more anxious than I remember. I don't know. If people, and that's are, it. Are they anxious <laughs> to begin with? I don't know. <laughs> He goes. Uh, he hasn't installed the COVID operating system yet. When he walks into supermarket, like he doesn't know how to feel when he walks in. He's not
1: talking about the app. There, he's talking about like I'm. I'm not coronavirusy. Like, no, I've in a caved to sucks. this pandemic. Tell him oh, to go back. He sounds like a. Bit, he sounds like a douchebag. <laughs> tell, tell him to get locked away for another seventy five days. I reckon. I got Facebook. Keep up with Nick and Haydo on Facebook. Search hit Central Queensland. <laughs> Just see little cakes, that's all. Please don't let today be Monday. I'm
2: going to bed.
1: Garfield in it out. Going to nap all day tomorrow. Nick, you reckon, because you know Garfield so well. Yeah, I've read over 40 years of the comic. 40 years worth of daily comics. Just so everyone can see how insane that actually is. It's a lot. Uh, you reckon you know Garfield so well, you can guess how he's going to react in any situation. Can guarantee a guess. We're going to read you a... Uh... <laughs> technically correct. Yeah, I suppose that's technically correct. Look, let's read one of the new Garfield comics, Nick. See if you can guess what Garfield is going to say. Sure, go for this it. This one is from this, uh, the ninth of this month.
2: Sure. I don't know what that is. should say I haven't read any of the new ones, so I don't know what is going to happen. Well,
1: you've read them sometimes when you cheat. Because you do often. Cheat I've never cheated
2: at this game. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see.
1: All right, so the Garfield and his owner, John, the human man, they're hanging out, and John is saying, why are the mice running laps in the kitchen? Interesting. And the second panel... And washing my car, and doing jumping jacks, third panel, and what happened to my six-pack of energy drinks? Oh. And then Garfield says something. What does he say?
2: He's probably uh, making fun of John for not putting it together. Mm-hmm. I would say.
1: So what is it? The, the, the mice are just being silly. So it seems, silly. Like, seems like the mice have drunk the energy drink and are being silly. Classic. Why are the mice running relapse in the kitchen, and washing my car, and doing jumping jacks, and what happened to my six-pack of energy drinks? Yeah, what she, does Garfield say to that? Yeah, should be careful
2: with energy drinks because they're not always very healthy. No, that'd be hard. I think aren't they? bad.
1: Yeah, you only have so many
2: uh, heartbeats to beat. I don't know if that's true, but well, I guess it's true. Maybe. Uh, I bet you Garfield is saying. Uh, I reckon he goes like. Reckon you've uh, figured it out, detective. Reckon you've got that one. <laughs> reckon you've figured it out, detective. I reckon you've. I reckon you've nailed. Uh, I reckon you've. I reckon you've solved the mystery, detective. Oh.
1: So close. It was. I think you've solved the mystery, Sherlock.
2: So Pretty much. That's can't the same give thing. It to you.
1: That's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same. Sherlock thing. Holmes was a detective, right? Doesn't matter. He, didn't he say, was a he sleuth. Didn't say, he didn't say detective. He said Sherlock. So that's the same thing. No, nah, you got it wrong. This is a win. This is. You a, just a, suck at this game, man. This is man. As close
2: to a win as we get.
1: <laughs> nah, wrong. Next <Nick's> wrong again. <laughs> we'll see how it goes next week. We play Gar, feel it out.
2: Get up with
0: Nick and Haydo on CQ's
2: Hit. One of my favourite movies, or favourite comedies at least, is Billy Madison. Right, the Adam Sandler flick. Yeah, where he has to go back and in order to get his like dad's fortune, mm. he's got to pass high school again. Yeah. all grades 1 through 12. He's got a couple of weeks to do each year level. It's a bit of fun. It's a fun movie. Um, it's, it's a bit silly because obviously that would never happen in real life, would it? No, I wouldn't think so. Until now. Oh, good.
1: A, uh, <laughs> a,
2: a man in Brisbane is having to go back and potentially redo year 10 mm-hmm. because uh, he lost his job in coronavirus that was in hospitality. Yeah, well, So he wanted to re-enlist in uh, the Defence Force. Very okay. admirable, I think. Sure. But, however, to get back into the Defence Force, he needed to show his high school education. Mm-hmm. His high school, however, lost his records, and it doesn't appear that he's done high school.
1: But he has done high school, right? He's definitely done high school. Okay. But officially,
2: he hasn't done high school because they've lost they his certificate. The- How does the
1: school lose the records? It's just like you put it in a drawer. Apparently, they changed names a couple of
2: different times, and it shut down and reopened under a different name. Oh. So I guess in the chaos of that, they just threw it out.
1: Oh, it just burn all the records. Who yeah. needs them?
2: But now, because he wants to re-enlist, he, once upon a time, he was already in the army, the military.
1: He was uh, already in the military as yeah, well.
2: He's trying to get back in.
1: But does, wouldn't they remember from last time? If it was already in the military, like isn't that a better tra- better training for it being in the military than Year 10? You'd think so. I'd, I'd just do a bit of, you've got the uniform. Yeah, you're already, you've already done it. You know how to point a gun? You know where to point it? Yep. Not at us, yep.
2: traditionally. <laughs> <laughs> and they're saying, you know what? You might have to go back and do Year 10. Prove that you can do it. Uh, specifically, Year 10 maths is the thing that his uh, area of expertise will need to be like qualified for. Like, he'll need to be able to do Year 10 level maths.
1: What's Year 10 maths like?
2: Well, I had a quick look online. I'm going to give you some... I don't remember any of these. Do you remember what a logarithm was?
1: No. Exponential and logarithmic functions? See, in Year 10, that was the year that our school got laptops. So, maths was my Age of Empires class, where I would just play Age of Empires with my friends on our school laptops. You know what a (laughs) rational number is, though? Yeah, something can be reasoned with. (laughs)
2: <laughs> As opposed to the irrational Which yeah. is the one that comes after He has uh, the, He's currently petitioning To not have to go back And do that Which fair enough Because year 10 Was truly an awful year Yeah um, I didn't get much done Year 10 Don't even get much done In high school I suppose that's why We're doing jobs That didn't really require <laughs> Sort yeah. of a high school Level education But year yeah. 10 That's when, all, that's when you know, Social pressures Started getting really mm, high mm. Start going to parties Yeah Start really worrying about You know Girls and stuff What a time He's thirty-eight. I should say. Oh, no. I really hope he's not going. He's he's more than twice the age of everyone in his class. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> you're you're it's replaced. Like Billy Madison. Yeah. You're instead of being worried about like you know asking girls out. Are you going to get asked to go to like the deb ball? Mm, he's doing his um, tax returns. How much it about it? And he's worried about going bald in the back of math class.
1: That was the Nick and Haydo catch-up. Listen live weekdays from six a.m. on his.